Thank you for listening to Indrani's Light Foundation's Caring for the Caregivers podcast. This is episode 15. In this episode, Indrani, Amy, and Jeremy are going to share self-care practices that worked for them in 2017 and self-care practices that they need to improve upon in 2018. As you listen, we encourage you to reflect on your own current self-care practices and how you would like to improve upon them this year. And just a heads up, everyone, they will be looking forward to our next episode with you as they share some new self-care practices that they will be focused on for the new year. So happy new year, everyone. Listen in now. Welcome to our first podcast of 2018, Indrani and Amy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Jeremy and Amy. Happy New Year, everybody. Good to be here. So today's episode, we were discussing how January is a time full of uh, goal setting for the new year and also reflecting on your goals and how well you achieved them from the previous year. But what a lot of people I think miss out on is when they do that goal setting is they're looking at, you know, the big things that they're going to try to accomplish, uh, big events, big desires. And sometimes we can forget that to achieve all of those goals, we also need to be focusing on our self-care. And especially for all of our caregivers out there, as you're starting the new year and super busy with all of the people coming in and out of your shelter and all of the different people that you're helping, you know, self-care can easily fall to the wayside. So what we're going to do in today's episode is talk about, uh, from each of us, a self-care practice that worked for us in 2017, a self-care practice that we need to or want to improve upon in the new year, and then some new self-care practice that we're going to be trying out in 2018. And we're hoping that by listening to our experiences, you uh, listening to the podcast will be able to reflect on your own self-care practice and prepare for your own self-care plan for 2018. So we're going to jump in and start here with Indrani first sharing a self-care practice that worked for you Indrani in 2017. Hello everyone and happy new year. And um, I just want to first, before I start, tell you a little story. Yesterday, I did um, day seven of a promise that I made to do 21 days of inspiration. And I was really low energy, and I really didn't want to do it. But I made myself do it. And the way that I made myself do it was to bring up the gratitude from the comments that had been happening for the first six days. A friend of mine said it's giving her new language. Somebody else said, thank you very much. And it's, it's not like 50, you know, 100 people. It's a few people at a time. And I thought, if there's one person who needs this, I can scrape the energy together to do five to seven minutes. And so when I talk about gratitude, I, don't, I am not talking about, you know, I, I won the lottery or I got a new car or even 
you know, I lost a lot of weight, so I bought fancy new clothes, which, which is also happening. But that is not the gratitude practice that seems to be working for me. The gratitude practice that seems to be working is the gratitude in every normal, natural, seemingly inconsequential moment. And so last night when I did my gratitude journaling, I was able to write, did the seventh day of the week, 21 days, low energy, but did it anyway. And at the end of the year, when I read that, I'm going to remember that I didn't allow, uh, gee whiz, this is so much trouble. I, I'm not feeling it. Uh, yeah, I didn't comb my hair. I don't even want to put on makeup. Look, the house is a mess. All of that you can see in the video. There was a towel on the sofa I didn't care about. There was a big bag from the container store hiding in the corner. When I looked at it, I thought, oh, well, that's life. But I showed up. And so that is what I want to encourage you to start. Can you be grateful for the ordinary moments? Because if you can do that, then the gratitude for the big moments, well, that's just a given. So that's it, guys. That's my little bit for this first segment. Thank you, Indrani. Amy, what worked for you in 2017 for your self-care practice? This particular practice that I promised myself and the intentions were for 2017 is around communication skills and being clear about my own needs. This is an area where really uh, I have failed my entire life. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I will give you an example of where the, uh, my ILF work here and really doing the work uh, with Indrani around the boundary work. Um, about why I haven't set boundaries, why I, don't, why ha I have not felt like I can take up space in the world. Why can I not communicate my needs. And what's clear in the boundary work in our curriculum that I've, I've been teaching now, this is my third year in Drani, my third year working for you. And whether it was, you know, as a volunteer, part-time and then full-time, wow, I just see, you know, where this is such everyday work, no matter whether you teach it, live it, uh, you have to do it. And so I, did a pretty good job in 2017 of just starting somewhere. And I didn't uh, sometimes be great at setting my boundaries. I was fearful that somebody would judge me for taking up that space or giving that opinion or really stating what my needs were. But as I continued to step up uh, every month, every day, every week, uh, it was helpful to really start practicing it. And so it worked in many areas of my life in 2017. So I, I uh, was very proud of myself for doing much of the work. I still have a lot of work to do. Uh, my, my story, Andrani and um, Jeremy, is that uh, we have a, an 18-year-old who is really struggling in his first semester of college and in life in general. And I've been oh. really quiet about it uh, with, uh, you know, with our family and really just letting, you know, a lot of things go during his difficult times. And uh, I haven't really wanted to take up that space of really communicating my needs here at home. Uh, 
about what's going on with him. And so where, where I got, you know, it got into my uh, space here of, I really need to pay attention to this now in 2018, especially when it comes to my family life. I need to be clear about my needs, my boundaries, my, uh, the way I view things as well. So it doesn't hold in, you know, stay inside and then blow up. It's those, you know, the blow up family times that come on a rare occasion when you hold things in. And that's what has happened here. And so now I'm committed in 2018 to continue doing that and being better at that. So I can communicate effectively with uh, my son and really help him continue to help him through what's going on with him and not getting frustrated and not having him continue to cross my boundaries because I'm not, I just don't want him to feel like I'm judging him or, you know, those fears that we have by not just being clear on what our needs are. And so I've learned so much about that. Yeah. That's hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. The, the emotional part of our family and our friends and people who we love and care about, right? We have to be so clear in our communication and uh, I have not been great at it with him. I've just remained quiet and trying to, I felt like it was respectful and just letting him go through his process and it was eating me up. Mm. Uh, And so we've learned a lot from that and uh, I have my own, my part in it and my responsibility to uh, keep working on it. But, the rest of the, the, this work in 2017 regarding my skills and communication and being clearer has really helped me, uh, but lots of work to do, right? Yeah. Thanks, Amy. Uh, my, what worked uh, is what I have found is as I get older and at the time of this podcast, I'm 44, I find that, at the end of the day and after I've done all my work and, and done all of those things, I have started to become more insular. So I'm, I'm, I want to stay home. I kind of want time with myself or time with my family. And the side effect of this was that I was kind of cutting myself off from, from social situations and driving my wife a little bit crazy because I was trying to get her to do stuff with me. And so one of the things that really works for me and has worked, not just last year, but for the last couple of years is I love to play games, Uh, board games, role-playing games, video games. And so what I do is, is every week on Tuesday night, I go out and I play board games with a group of men. And every Wednesday night, I actually on line on zoom, the software that we use actually for Androni's light, I meet up with old friends from Calgary and we play games together on Wednesday nights. And then this is kind of expanded so that now Tuesdays after school, Finn brings some of his friends over and we play games and then we do that as well Fridays after school. And so what's really worked for me is taking that love of something, you know, that I really enjoy doing and making the effort to share it with other people, get myself out of the house, whether it's actually out of the house or virtually out of the house and just spending time with other people, good friends, and the, the increase in energy I have the next day after doing those things, and the increase in energy I have while I'm doing those things has been super helpful for my state of mind, 
my uh, relationship with my wife, Ashley, uh, the relationship with my friends, because I get to see them on a regular basis again, even though I live in Roslyn and they live in Calgary. And it's just been a, a really great experience uh, taking care of myself uh, by making myself go out and interact with other people. And I think that quite often when I used to think about self-care and when a lot of people think about self-care, we can default to thinking about it being just about us or doing something on our own. And for me, it's actually the opposite. I really need to interact with other people uh, to get some of that self-care. So, mm -hmm. so that is my what worked. So Andrani, any, any thoughts on or final comments on the what self-care practices worked for you in 2017? What's occurring to me is that we all, we all saw what we needed to do to take care of ourselves. And we chose something that we know already works. And we made that something stronger. And I think that's the key to sustainability. Find the thing that already works and put a little more energy into that. Shore it up a little bit. Make the effort on stuff that's already rooted. In the past, too many times, and actually this just happened to me last year, um, somebody that we all know and love has a wonderful calendar out. And I invested a lot of money and I bought the calendar and I printed it and it cost a lot of money at, at FedEx and I never used it <laughs> because that system didn't work for me. So, you know, find the thing that works. And in this case, we're certainly talking about self-care and do more of it. And don't beat yourself up when, when you know, you, you have a day off. It's a big deal. Yeah. So self-care doesn't always have to be about starting something new. It can often be about strengthening something that you're already enjoying or already good at. I like that. I, and I think if you, if you know you're enjoying something and you do more of it, then you feel better about it as opposed to, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I should really pick up Tai Chi. Now you have to find time for Tai Chi. <laughs> 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 and I, th I think the, the sticking with it and finding something you love in drawing really, now that you've said that, I connect it to uh, our Christmas break. Uh, there's a death in Ashley's family. And when we went to the funeral, the daughters of, of the lady that died revealed that since their mom was 30 years old, she had kept a daily gratitude journal. And Whoa. she stored them all on her shelves and she passed away at the age of 69. So there was 39 years of her writing mm. for them to go through and read ah. about their mom over time. And uh, obviously their mom found something that she really enjoyed doing and stuck with it. And, and mm -hmm. 39 years is a long time to be recording daily. So, you know, and, and they have a book to write, right? That's what I'm hoping my children will say to somebody look, I found 25 years of my mother's gratitude. Mm -hmm. Wow. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. 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 All right. Amy, would you like to lead us off on something that you were doing for self-care in 2017 that you would like to improve upon in 2018? 
Yeah, so apparently Indrani and I were on the same wavelength with what we can improve on from last year to this year, and that is yoga and meditation. Um, and uh, last year, I discovered it was really important for me to find a way, whatever you know, meditation means to you. So for me, it meant a quiet time to, you know, just be within myself. Uh, pray, whatever that is for me, I needed more of that away from the busy everyday, you know, um, stuff that we do. So meditation, I needed more of that. I needed yoga. Uh, because of my past police officer and private investigator dark world, <laughs> um, you know, exercise was a, a lot of my, I would call meditation or yoga. And when I started doing yoga uh, at the beginning of last year, I loved it. And I have more to improve on because I get out of sync with it. I stopped doing it for a week or I stopped doing it for two weeks because I got busy, quote unquote. Same with meditation. It's this practice that I want more of and to be disciplined in it. And I'm, I just, uh, I, I think I just beat myself up a lot and get, it's like, oh, I didn't meditate yesterday or the day before. So, oh, why start again today? Because I'm just going to forget tomorrow. It's the human thoughts that go through our minds that just say, I'm giving up because I haven't been good at it. I need to start yeah. over every day. I just need to start over every day, forgive myself and say, I'm going to meditate this morning and I'm going to do yoga before I go to to bed at night that really helps me just ground so I can crawl into bed and be a little calmer from the day. So last year I did pretty good, but not, you know, where, where I want to be this year. So my intention is to really make that part of my life. And if I fail of doing it that day, I don't beat myself up. The, you know, tomorrow is a new day and mm -hmm. I can just continue to do that. And with, you know, when I know you are a yogi Andrani, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I love that you are, and you have that discipline. Susan Piver is another uh, yogi that I just love um, uh, following her as well and her discipline and how she helps coach people to make it a daily practice, whatever that is for them. Uh, as well as meditation. So I need to find my mentors, right? And our teachers. And that's my yeah. goal is to really follow you all that are doing better than I am, <laughs> but uh, uh, really knowing uh, how to keep that uh, improvement going every day. Nice. Thanks, Amy. That sounds great. <laughs> so uh, this is kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about when Indrani was talking about strengthening something you're already good at. Every year, I also try and do something with self-care that stretches me or challenges me. And so last year, I actually started trying to keep a gratitude and success journal. So each morning I would get up and I would write three things that I was grateful for from the previous day. And then I would answer the question of, for today to be successful, I need to accomplish. And I would just list out what I needed to do that day for me to feel like I had been successful. And when I did it, 
uh, I quickly found that especially the gratitude part really smoothed out uh, Ashley's in my relationship. And, you know, if I was tired, how quickly I got short with Finn. Uh, because I think by writing those things down, I had them in my mind and was really realizing uh, how lucky I am and how grateful I am for my life. And by focusing on the success side of the journal, what today will make me successful by the end of the day, uh, because I would limit what I was going to do each day because I wanted to be successful versus working off of a task list. And so I think when I wrote what makes my day successful, I was always more realistic with myself about what I could accomplish in a single day. And so I always felt a lot better about myself by the end of the day when I was doing it. However, mm. even though both of those were super successful, I was horrible at being consistent with it in 2017. And so I've moved the, the book that I'm using as the journal right beside my computer. So it's the first thing I see each morning and I'm, I'm going to be working, you know, this year I really want to, in 2018, improve the, the consistency of filling out that journal and seeing the effect that it's going to have on me. So that's what I'm going to be working on, uh, stretching myself to, to keep that gratitude and success journal. Jeremy, I have a question. Do you think that talking to those young ladies at the funeral and them saying 39 years, of gratitude for my mom, we get to read that. Do you think that had any effect on you? I think for sure it did. Uh, I think 39 years feels pretty overwhelming. So I need to, mm -hmm. to break it down a bit and, and think about <laughs> accomplishing 2018. Uh, mm -hmm. I like the idea of the legacy of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yes, I think, I think that has strengthened uh, this desire for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, like Amy said, it's been three years since we are together. It time flies before, you know, it, it'll be 10 years for me. It's 10 years already. And I could not imagine when I started that I would even care to keep it up. Right. Yeah. 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 And definitely at some other podcast time, uh, the time flies and my own mortality is something that has definitely been coming up for me in the last little while. So uh, mm. that probably is, is spurning this on as well. Well, it's good that you get to talk to a 64 year old, me, because you're <laughs> a baby at 44. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go now. And what I want to improve upon is my yoga practice because like Amy said, yes, I'm a yogi, but I'm not the yogi that I know I really want to be. I used to teach and that really kept me always in practice, but it's been a long time since I've taught. I've been traveling a lot. And when I travel, I don't get to go to a yoga class. And I sometimes do a little bit in the hotel room and for that, I'm grateful. And, um, and, and usually when I'm in a hotel, I go to the gym because I don't have, I'm not a gym member. Uh, I'm not a gym member here where I live. So I always, there's always a yoga mat and I do something then too. Uh, and I've made myself a promise and I've already done it twice since the year began. If there's a yoga workshop being offered at my studio, 
I'll take that because that means I can get three hours of yoga in at one shot. And it's not that I'm, oh, let me get it out of the way. It's that when I do yoga for a longer period of time, more than an hour, then my body says, okay, yes, I can, I can release, I can relax. So on New Year's Day, I did two and a half hours, and that was amazing. And it was about meditation and journaling and everything that I do in my own life that I could do on my own. But here I was doing it with a group of people. And we all started the year like that. And last weekend, I did three hours of restorative yoga. And that's another thing I'm giving myself permission for. But yoga, at, at my age, can be restorative more than not. I don't have to think, oh, it has to be vigorous. It has to, I have to have so much flow. And I have to you know, stand on my head or cry. No. It can be that I am propping myself in a way to allow my body to relax into the pose and into the earth and allow my brain to say, ah. So that's the promise I'm making to myself, to do as many workshops as I can and to give myself permission to do more restorative yoga at home and to always go to the gym when I'm in a hotel because there's a yoga mat there that I will see and think, oh yeah, I should, I should do five, 10 minutes. And then usually it turns into 15, 20 minutes. Nice. Thanks, Indrani. Anyone have final thoughts on self-care practices you're improving? Well, thank you both for your improvement uh thoughts and um <laughs> sharing because it's helpful for me to hear that i'm not the only one <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> improvement and a failure of 2017 um but that that i just say we're doing the best we can right we're doing the best we can and i wish yeah. to seek improvement and that's hopeful. Yeah. I hope for our caregivers as well, is that it, as long as we're really trying to be better and do better. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and Amy, you know, I know that you and Jeremy and I and Stacy, we both believe that all of our clients at the shelters are doing the best they can. Yeah. All of our caregivers are doing the best they can. But we don't always believe that about ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. So what if we treated ourselves as I, I was going to say delicately, but that's not what I mean. As respectfully as we treat the people that we teach, what if? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that just is like, wow. <laughs> I would really love myself. <laughs> and I, I think what popped out for me during those was when Amy said, uh, improving meditation, whatever that means to you. And one of the big realizations I had uh, last year when I was, you know, thinking about meditation and, and working on improving my own meditation practice is what I discovered was I'm a, I'm a numbers guy and a spreadsheet guy. And what I discovered was when I'm going over the spreadsheets for my business or for my for Ashley's and my personal budget, 
and I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and I'm checking things off and I'm looking at our bank accounts. For me, when I finish doing that, I have a very similar feeling of calm and preparation for my day and that I was really in the moment that I get from when I do a more traditional meditation practice of focusing on my breathing. And mm. so I think it's important what Amy said for everyone to realize that yeah. your meditation might not look like somebody who can sit on the floor with their legs in the lotus position and their hands on their knees, breathing, uh, mm -hmm. you know, on the side of a mountain with the sun setting behind them. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. It's going to look different for each of us. So yeah. that was an important That's realization for me. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I meant too. Uh, I just thought that I've always thought that yoga and meditation had to be look a certain way and you had to mm -hmm. do it a certain way. And I've, mm -hmm. because of my teachers and because of Indrani and the, the people that I've chosen in my life to really, uh, you know, seek their leadership and mentorship about it. It's so helpful <laughs> to have our yeah. teachers and to say, hey, meditation could just be, I s go sit by my koi pond. And, well, that has right. A yeah. Stare mm -hmm. at them and think and just really uh, connect with them and say, can you calm me? You know, yeah. uh, these big, beautiful koi fish, they're about two and a half feet long <laughs> and gorgeous. Mm. And I have little babies, too. <laughs> they made babies last wow. year and they're still going, but it helps calm me. That could be my meditation practice uh, sometimes. Nice. You know, you know, Jeremy, when you were saying, you know, on the side of a mountain with the sunset, and I thought, <laughs> oh, my God, I, I would be worried about ants. <laughs> ants. Every every little every little thing I felt on my body, I'd open my. Where's the ant? I don't like ants crawling on me. So that would not be at all. It would be very stressful for me. <laughs> That's a perfect example. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I like I I I would love to think I am that, but I immediately thought ants. <laughs> so I thought, oh boy, okay. <laughs> well, and, and so this is a good, another good general point is that your self-care practice is going to look unique to you. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about what other people think or what you think other people are seeing and just do what is going to help you restore. And the other part of that, Jeremy, is people will give you their opinion whether you want it or not. <laughs> that is true. So... And if you love those people, you may not want to say, shut up. If you don't love them, you can give yourself to say, shut up. I don't care what you think. So the ones we love and we want to keep around and we know they're going to give their opinions, maybe we could come up with a script. Maybe we could smile. And as they are speaking, maybe we could hear them say, I love you so much instead of whatever words mm. is, coming, you know, is coming out of their mouth. Right. Play whatever trick you have to play on yourself to keep in love with that person, to stand in love with that person and not focus on their words. Because if, you, if we love them, chances are they love us and the last thing they want to do is hurt us. Right. They might just yeah. not realize they're doing it. Right. And even if you tell them, if, if they are wired that way, they're going to do it again. Yes. I get, I get that more from my dad uh, because he is 
about the most non-woo-woo believing, meditation believing, <laughs> yoga believing. And I think sometimes he struggles with the fact that I've entered into that world. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm not deep into that world. I got a foot in there. But even that sometimes, you know, he'll make comments and I just have to say, yeah, it doesn't work for you, Dad, but it's worth Well, Jeremy, I, I have to remember that when I first met you in our mastermind, mm-hmm. you were one of the most non-woo-woo, non-yoga, non-meditation believing people. So there you go. Yep, you got it. <laughs> you got it. How we change. Yep. All right. Little, uh, little did you know that I was gonna, I was gonna drag you into that world. Exactly, and and you did. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Caring for the Caregivers podcast. You can visit indranislight.org forward slash support and anonymously share your own questions or challenging situations to be answered on the show. You can also sign up for our free caregiver package resources at indranislight.org forward slash care package. If you have any questions, you can email our team at info at indranislight.org. We hope this podcast has been a source of support and comfort to the amazing work you do in the world. And remember, we see you.